0: Now, I said that because, <laughs> like, I I started to sing the shit, but this morning, right, my neighbors was outside because their children catch the bus and stuff, mm-hmm. and so I get in the car, and you know, like I tell you, I listen to you. I already know, like, when I get in, as soon as I get in the car every morning, right? So I'm in that hole doing. Hello. <laughs> you know <laughs> the little ad libs yeah
1: the little sample i know what you mean
0: <laughs> but i had to shut the door all the way so bruh, my neighbor was just looking at me like what the fuck is this it sound like two cats fighting on fish goods this nigga need to shut up
1: and <laughs> the car belting her
0: bro I mean, no. if you know me nigga, i already know i'm like boy i thought i was getting it for so i looked over and was like she was like this not it The the son was looking at me like, nah, nah, chief (laughs) Nah, chief But yeah, man Oh, snap, I forgot that you actually started recording What's up, guys? Uh, (laughs) It's your boy, Nate V, aka Nate Bigger, aka the famous Jet Traps aka Young Marcus Henderson laugh (laughs) Uh, And I'm one half of after 5 Podcasts, I am joined here every week, every Wednesday, right here with my boy.
1: AC, man, you already know, realest nigga, realest flow. Uh, when I say AC, my phone always think I'm saying, hey, Siri, so Siri just got <laughs> activated. And that should be crazy because when I'm listening to my own music and if I say AC in the song, sometimes the music would just stop and Siri will be like, what's up? <laughs> and i will be like, damn. But nonetheless, man, realest nigga, realest flow, you already know, man. Uh, like the songs say. Like the songs say.
0: And for those of you who may be a little confused as to how we started this episode off, I was telling Alex that he needs to do a drop of the song you already know for our new listeners who have no idea what he means when he says, realest nigga, realest flow, you already know. Like the song say. So, you know, I'm i I'm just trying to give y'all a little insight as to what goes on. Usually before my nigga hits record, I didn't think he was gonna actually hit record, but you know, it is what it is.
1: How how you living this week, AC? Uh, you know, it's been uh it's been a pretty uh, eventful week, man, to say the least. Um so you know, this past weekend I actually had the opportunity to attend a, a men's conference. It was really like a Christian men's conference, uh, at Bellevue Baptist. If you, if you, you know, live in Memphis are familiar, uh, I'm, I know you're probably familiar with Bellevue and it was a huge event. I mean, we talking about like 2,500 men, like, you know, like
0: a promise keepers type event or something.
1: Nah, not like that. It was, uh, I mean, it wasn't like for young men. It was like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. It was just called, you know, like a men's. It was just the men's conference. Like, I don't even know what to say. Men of Memphis Conference. Gotcha. Um, of where they had like a lot of speakers come in. Not a lot. It was maybe like four, but just kind of renowned pastors from around the country. And uh, also they had Gene Chizik, uh, who if you're familiar with the sports world, he he's a former college football player, but he also is a former coach as well. Uh, coach that Auburn team that had cam newton on it i think um but yeah he spoke to it was actually pretty good um i picked up some uh some good information um did you not gonna use because you are not a practicing christian but we're not gonna do that i mean <laughs> you know you said that not me I mean, god know my heart God know my heart. Well that's
0: niggas' favorite excuse. Yeah, and you know, uh, God know my heart, blood
1: No, nah, but y'all know the deal, man. You know, I, I'm I'm very much a Christian. Uh and I, I thought it was very um very uh it was good, man. It was good. I'm glad that I was able to attend that and uh really got that boost. It was Friday and Saturday. Uh so that was great. Um another thing, uh my brother had his first son. My brother Jeremy had his first son. I uh, was born this past sunday shout out uh, to
0: germ you feel me yeah
1: so he got a super bowl baby um baby actually came pretty early i think it was due on the 13th of march so it was a little over a month early so they still at the hospital but everything is going fine uh you now know, is this
0: the same baby from the baby shower
1: yeah same baby same oh baby. wow Oh yeah, so that so <laughs> oh, okay. that happened, you know, much quicker than expected. <laughs> okay. Um, Turn up so god, yeah, god, I see you. Yeah, you know, Super Bowl baby, three pounds, thirteen ounces, same as the score to the game. How about that?
0: That is uh, crazy. Look at God. Look so at look, God.
1: Look at him. Uh, so yeah, and then other than that, I think I was just trying to think. Yeah, I think uh, this pretty much been my week, man.
0: Well, turn up, man. Sound like you had a whole lot of life shaking, life changing stuff going, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. Well, thank you, man. Maybe, Thanks. maybe you can you can stop, you know, cooning
1: and and stuff right now. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll stop. <laughs> maybe I will.
0: Maybe you will, man. I I had a um, weekend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I had to bro. I worked 16 hours on Friday, bro.
1: All right, more than I would. So <laughs> But weird flex, but okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah, man, I spent most of Saturday um uh, just trying to catch up on rest, to be honest with you. Like I went in at like five thirty mm-hmm. and I didn't leave until like ten. Mm. But I'm I'm not counting like my breaks and shit like that. Yeah, but I yeah, mean you yeah. get what I'm saying. Like so it was just a long – that was the longest day I've ever had at work like that. Um, but it was month in or whatever, so, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, so, I spent Saturday really just trying to catch up on rest. Like, I was drained. I don't only thing I did was, like, went to the gym. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Um, and then Sunday, you know, me and Chris, uh, we watched the game. Uh, Pulled the grill out for cultural purposes And and threw some stuff on there Um, Had a couple People who were supposed to pull up Mm. Told us They were going to pull up Mm, You know I hate that And did not pull up bro Damn Now when I say a couple people I'm not talking about you know two or three You get Mm. what I'm saying I'm talking about Four people From just me Chris had like six people. That's 10 people plus me, him and Wayne. So, we thinking, you feel me, we got to cook for that many people. Correct. We coming out of our pocket, we providing mm, food, mm, libations. Mm. You feel me, had to had to set we had two TVs set up downstairs. Mm. Like brought in additional seating all of this, bro. Guess how many people showed up? None. None. It None. was me, Chris, <laughs> and Wayne. We had cooked all this food. I'm talking about we spent money on... Because me and Chris, we cook, So, like, we spent money on food, bro. Like, and it was, like, right before kickoff, That's you know that's when niggas started rolling in with the excuses. <laughs> so, it's like, man, goddamn, bro. Now I know why, like, I, I I knew why you was upset about this shit. Like, but I was like, bro, if Alex felt even half of what I feel right now, oh, I know that nigga was hot. <laughs> I know that nigga was hot. Cause it's like, I'm looking around like, bro, we could have just did what we do on a regular day. <laughs> we could have just, we could have just spent like $20, got enough Meat and food and libations, and st- cause we we keep liquor in the house, so we ain't even yeah. had to go get none of that shit. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, man,
1: niggas ain't shit. I'm sorry you had to go through that, man. That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, but you know, it ended up, it ended up being a pretty good evening. Uh, two two of Chris's uh guests did end up coming, so shout out to them for coming and eating some food and things like that they came
1: you know rather late
0: but I mean hey, it is what it is
1: <laughs> okay, I just I just watched the game at the crib man you know Sean came through and um that was it Yeah,
0: but we'll get into the specifics of the game a little bit uh, later on cause you know I got some shit to get off <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> but we gonna save it uh for the month of February, like we told y'all, we're gonna be celebrating Black History Month. Uh, here on After Five, we're not gonna do it like everybody else, where they just try to make you think that they like super woke just because the month changed. Like that is not what we about over here. So if that's what you expecting, you can go on fast forward like four five minutes. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's not what me and Alex is on So for to celebrate Black Exodus We're going to give y'all three different things uh, The first is going to be our favorite deep cut As far as a song For those of you who don't know what a deep cut is A song that is usually not accepted or embraced by the mainstream It's not a single It's not a popular song for an album But a song that we like We enjoy a whole lot From a black artist then we're gonna get y'all uh up to date with a little black history fact a very small unknown black history fact you know just to give you something to, to chew on for a little bit and then we're gonna end it out with our favorite funny fake black history moment i know y'all have seen the memes where we talk about leroy jenkins the first man to successfully whistle at a white lady and run away type shit like we are gonna give y'all the the funny Black History moments too. So, uh, to start it off, AC, what what is your uh favorite deep cut from a Black artist album?
1: Okay, so um, I think I've said before on this podcast, um, you know, one of my favorite artists uh is Currency Man, the High Spitter. <laughs> um, so and I was actually, you know. I actually just tweeted about this recently, but definitely one of my favorite deep cuts. I mean, I may say that it may be I mean, I think it's I mean, it's definitely my favorite currency song. Uh, It's off his album, The Stone Immaculate, uh, which I think was one of his like first major album releases. Like, you know, currency dropped 10 albums a year but this one was like his first like major release uh like through the label i want to say it was warner brothers um but it came out in 2012 and uh yeah just a song called showroom um and it's just i don't know bro it's just so damn hard you know this album like i was in the currency but i feel like this album kind of solidified you know how i feel about currency with him being in my top 5 and as far as his discography being, you know, top two, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say not to, but I definitely want to say top two. And, uh, you know, showroom, man, you know, every time I come on, I can't skip it because, you know, the bars was just. Ridiculous, man!
0: I can Pilot, in my
1: collection, with the rest of my shit, up to date bill sheets, documented minute mileage, handbook in a console. I know everything about it. Got your woman where She need goggles. See me on the set. I'm the picture of survival, live in the flesh, dropping bombs on my rivals. be the motherfucking jets. You just motherfucking
0: clown shoes. Borrowing oh, your big homie Joris, shooting virals. Never willing. I'm Cause just standing bomb not really knowing them bros. Just standing by em. No first class tickets You just buy the standby ones I'm adding dollars you add my rent I'm words with friends whole time and yeah, flight wireless Email full of kind of prices Marble of granite
1: kitchen island homestyling yeah. yeah Got a meal like the deal I'm still on the grind
0: you, you, you coming with currency? You feel me? Yeah, man.
1: I dig it. I fuck with currency too. You know him and we're supposed to be dropping an album Friday. Uh, yeah, I'm very aware. <laughs> so, I'm very aware. So I'm definitely waiting on that.
0: Um, for me, it would have to be meet the parents off of uh, Jay Z's The Blueprint two. Uh. It was one of the first songs that I ever... One of the first rap songs I ever listened to where I could picture everything that was happening. And it's like... When I first heard it... I didn't know how it was gonna go. And so... Meet the Parents is basically about... A woman who could have had... She made a decision. So she could have been with the hood. The hood nigga who was flashy. Out here getting money, fighting. Being a thug, whatever the case may be. Or... A good guy who just wanted to escape The city life and go to the country And raise a family um, But she wanted that fast life She wanted the street life She ended up with the other guy She got pregnant, had a baby He said that baby is He said the baby wasn't his Because it was light skinned And he ain't, he ain't nothing like So he basically abandons the baby The baby grows up without a father He continues to do his thing Out in the streets One day he runs up uh, on a young nigga on his block. Tells a nigga to move. Young nigga don't move. So at that point, both of them got to protect themselves. He looks uh, the boy in the face. And the boy sees what he thinks is an older version of him. And that's when he clicks that this is probably his father. And before he can even get anything out, the father shoots him. And Ho's message there was do what you need to do step up and be a father before you end up having to meet your son so the song title meet the parents and then he kind of recaps you know every recaps everything that could have went differently had she not chosen that path um had he just left her alone all that type of stuff so it's a real go listen to it man it's a really uh Powerful song as far as imagery. Like when I listen to it, I can see. Cause you know, now that now the cool thing is to like make an animation or something to go along with something like that. Yeah. So it's like I can vividly see just by listening uh what that would look like. So yeah, that that, that that's definitely my man. Meet the Parents off of the blueprint too, which is a very underrated Hove album, if I do say so myself um hey so you want me to start with my little my little known black history moment sure man so my little known black history moment this week is coming from esther jones she was a 1920s harlem jazz singer mm-hmm And she had a trademark vocal style of using boops in uh, all of her performance, all of her performances. Uh, Helen Kane, who made her qualms as, as a white singer, started mimicking her boops in her music. And when they released the cartoon Betty Boop, Helen went on to sue them the image was never hers to begin with. So Esther Jones went on to sue Helen and she was one of the first black women to successfully trademark something that belonged to her
1: initially. Mm. So she was able to trademark Betty Boop.
0: She was able to trademark the style because it, you know how scatting was a style back then. Yeah. So her, her, her form of scatting was boops. Mm. And I may not be saying that right because I got a big tongue. <laughs> so it may not come. Boop is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Betty Boop. And that's where Betty Boop comes from. And Betty Boop is not a white woman with, you know, short finger finger curl waves or whatever the case may be. She's a black woman. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to, to Esther Jones, a.k.a. The Real Betty Boop.
1: All right. Um, my, uh, black history fact is, uh, about Martin Luther King, man. You know, I know this is somebody who is the only damn person they taught us about in school, you know, um, as we all know, he was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, doing a speech in regards to the sanitation workers, but, I recently came across some information that I'm going to say is fact for the purpose of this podcast. But apparently, you know, after he was shot on the balcony at the Lorraine Motel, uh, you know, he didn't die immediately. He died in the hospital. Mm -hmm. But the story goes is that when he went to the hospital, you know, they were working on him. But then, like, you know, some men came in. To the room that he was in and pretty much told all the doctors and nurses, like, look, just stop working on him. you know, like this nigga finna die. And apparently they were threatened to stop working on him. Uh So, yeah, then they pretty much just left him on the table. Uh The story goes that, like, you know, like his head was on a pillow, like the guys that came in, like took his head, like took the pillow from behind his head and pretty much, you know, just made sure that he died from the gunshot wound. So some say that, you know, it wasn't actually uh, the gunshot that killed them, it was uh, the lack of, um, you know, I guess, treatment uh, during those last few moments in the hospital following the gunshot that actually killed Martin Luther King. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I did get kind of multiple sources to corroborate this. I mean, it could be uh what's the word conspiracy, but I don't know, man. It ain't pretty legit to me, you know.
0: I mean even when you think back to that to that shit I've heard conflicting stories about who actually shot Martin Luther King. True. I've heard that it was actually a black man who shot Martin Luther King. Damn. Um and I really don't want to get into the reasoning behind why they say that he shot Martin Luther King because I don't you know you never want to tear down somebody's character or legacy. Um especially if they're gone. It is as important of a figure as Martin Luther King was. Um, But I'm sure y'all can read between the lines Uh, based on the rumors that we've heard about Martin Luther King and some of the things that the FBI made sure that we found out about. So I hope to God that that is not the case because, you know, it would just be sad to know that we lost the last real, galvanizing leader in the black community from a holistic standpoint to to violence against him from one of his own that he was trying to help you know what I mean
1: so I mean I get I get that uh but I don't know man it's just I don't know I don't want to get too deep into it so I'll I'll leave it at that it is fucked up,
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it, it, it it's 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 pretty messed up, man, uh, do you got a funny one this week?
1: Uh, I really don't have a funny one. I'm sorry, I don't have that on on tuck like that,
0: so the one I got is Johnny lightbright Jones Damn. who is credited as being one of the first black men to be photographed drinking out of a whites-only water fountain and live to tell the tale. Mm. Rumor has it that Johnny had just finished whooping some white boy's ass in whatever field of play you you would think niggas would be allowed to do during that time. And he was parched and he wanted to go get him a drink of water. He went over and saw how poorly maintained the black water fountain was, and he said, Fuck this. They got me fucked up. I'm finna go sip out of that good old whites only, cause fuck them. He took that sip, that picture got taken, and now he lives in infamy because he got away and lived to tell the tale. Shout out to you, Johnny.
1: Shout out to you. Happy Black History Month, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> like to me, it would just be crazy anytime I think about like white people was really like, yo, like these niggas need a, like a separate water fountain. Like we cannot even drink the same water after these niggas. Like as if they was like drinking after us. It was like, nah, these like, you know, like they got to use the bathroom somewhere else. Like I don't know. To me, it's just like. I mean, I don't know. It's just even crazy to even think about that. Like, Yeah,
0: it's, it's hard to niggas, fathom.
1: Yeah, like, niggas was really like, y'all ain't even, like, y'all are not, like, y'all are definitely beneath us, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really felt like black people were just truly inferior. Like, y'all not even, like, we're a whole nother type of breed of something else. Like, I don't know. That shit is just wild. Three-fifths of a, three-fifths, I think, is the phrase nigga you don't even know the phrase (laughs) (laughs) you don't know the Jay-Z line (laughs) I was gonna try I was gonna try to clean it up nigga you ain't even know that
0: I was too deep so I was like fuck but three-fifths of a human being is the that is the uh, correct terminology but it's like when you think about this shit bro like and I was listening to Flagrant too and they were talking about um Bill Russell and some of the things that he had to go through in Boston and it's like Imagine being a. um, Imagine bringing that many championships and that much glory to a city, and they still tell you that you got to pick up your food in the back. They still tell you that you can't, you can't drink out of the same water fountain. They still are putting nooses on the bench after you done won four or five championships for them. Like getting death threats after you become the first black coach. In professional sport like just like this shit is just like I, I know there are much more important things that occur but i'm just thinking you know from that basic level because a lot of people tend to really understand sports mm-hmm. like think about that shit like you can do so much to bring so many people white black red yellow whatever the case may be joy because sports is something that can be consumed and enjoyed by all and they still after you go out there and put your put everything on the line to get this win, get these championships, and these motherfuckers be like, yeah, you had to go to the back to get your food, boy. Like, nigga, what? Nah,
1: bro. I mean, those were the times, bro. Yeah,
0: and that's that's why, you know, I'm thankful that there were athletes like him and, and like Muhammad Ali who was like, nah, we're not going for this shit. Like we, we gonna stand up for what the fuck we goddamn believe in and feel. And that's what makes this whole Colin Kaepernick situation in the Super Bowl. I know we're gonna talk about it a little bit later on, but that's kind of what makes how we view what standing with cap really means. It's 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 hard to kind of it's hard to kind of pinpoint. Because we knew exactly what they were fighting for. They were fighting for equality. The stand that Kaepernick is making, uh, although no less important in regards to uh, criminal justice reform and police brutality, it's a little bit more difficult to pinpoint an actionable thing that can be done to combat it and change it. So. Yeah, we can talk about that when we get there, but I, I just wanted to make that 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 small point. Uh shout out to Bill Russell, man, and, and rest in peace to Muhammad Ali. On a much less somber note, uh <laughs> Alex, I got a pick two for you this week. Oh shit. <laughs> and I want you to listen very, very closely Let's to the, the lottery, nigga. Pick two. My, I mean, it can be damn near. <laughs> it can be. Uh <laughs> So I'm going to give you seven options and you can only pick two. Okay. And you got to tell us why. So the first, the first option is you can gain a superpower. Second, you can inherit $10 million. Third, you can completely forget your ex or any friend that you have lost Four, You can eat without gaining any weight. Five, you can gain $1 million IG followers or Twitter because mm. you don't really you don't mm. really do IG so yeah, gain a really. million IG or Twitter followers six date the person of your dreams but you're already married to the person of your dreams so that's not gonna really be an option for <gasps> you uh, <laughs> and seven <laughs> go back in time to whatever date of your choosing mm.
1: okay um. First of all, I want to get clarification. On the inherit inherit 10 million, does that mean I just get 10 million? Or does that mean like I get it later type shit? No, you get ten million. Like like off rip. Yes. So you okay. you'll just inherit ten million. Okay. So I'm definitely taking the ten million. Okay. And then <clears throat> I think I may be stuck between either gaining a superpower or going back in time because it's like obviously the superpower would be lit cuz then I really don't know what my superpower would be though cuz I, I I don't want to read nobody's mind I don't want to do no shit like that cuz that'll just be the worst thing ever um I can't be flying and shit niggas gonna be like this nigga flying like, I don't know. That's everybody just going to know me as the flying dude. I, I don't want to live that life. <laughs> flying uh, ass nigga. Yeah. And everybody going to be like, how the hell can you do that? And, you know, like somebody going to try to kill me type shit. If I, <laughs> if a nigga be flying, like somebody going to kill you. Um, I yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna have to go back in time because I know if I get 10 million, if I go back in time, I can, uh, you know, either invest in some stock, you know what I'm saying? Or, um, you know, and make a whole bunch of more money, like, you know, make the 10 million almost, you know, times 10, uh, maybe like invest in like Bitcoin or something.
0: Nigga, Bitcoin ain't did
1: enough to, for you to get 10 million times 10. Yeah. Has it? I mean, if if you invested in Bitcoin when it first, you know, became a thing, I mean, you know, and if you sold when it was just peaking, maybe like a year ago, uh, then I mean, you would be. You it would be more than times ten. It would it would be a ridiculous amount. It would be like times a thousand type shit. Damn, because Bitcoin at one point was worth like almost almost twenty thousand dollars a Bitcoin. Oh shit! And you know, a few years ago, you could buy a Bitcoin for like a hundred dollars type shit. So think about you know that like you know a few years ago you buy you know, 10 Bitcoin at a hundred dollars. Okay. You spend a thousand dollars on Bitcoin and then you sell when it's almost 20 K of Bitcoin. I mean, that's 200,000. So you made your thousand go to 200,000. So don't let me put a million in. I mean, that's 200 oh, million. <laughs> oh, weird. you know what I'm saying? Then I I'm got good.
0: you. I got you, man. I, I, um, Rex. Um, um, what would I do for me? first thing i would do is i would go back in time to you remember when the when the uh, lottery was at four 450 billion
1: the lottery was never at 450 billion
0: well,
1: <laughs> what the fuck nigga <laughs> that hoe was like at well, like 1.5 billion or <laughs> uh, 1.8 billion this nigga said 450 billion
0: I meant to say million, but now you just jog my memory <laughs> to when it did get up to like a bill and a half type shit. So I would go back to when it was like a bill and a half and choose winning the winning home. number. <laughs> yeah. Win that house. So that takes care of my money thing. And then what I would do is I would gain a superpower. And what would that superpower be, Nate? The Luke Cage Superpower. And what's that? Where you have the strength of like 10 men and you bulletproof because you have the strength of 10
1: men. I mean nigga what you trying to do? Be a superhero? Why do you need that superpower? <laughs> no
0: like think think about think about how reckless and like think about how free you can live your life with reckless abandonment if you knew that you was bulletproof and you had the strength of ten men. Like, think like I just feel like it, it, I wouldn't I mean, even do, worry
1: about certain shit. I mean, do you wanna live reckless, my nigga? Like, what is a GTA <laughs> nigga? Necessary. You just trying to <laughs> I'm
0: just saying, I bro. Have
1: five stars, nigga, and can't like, nobody kill me, nigga.
0: Being a black man, being a black man in America, like there are certain horrors and fears that you just inherently have to deal with. If I had the strength of ten men and I was bulletproof, I think I ain't worried about that.
1: So you be trying to punk niggas.
0: No, not trying to punk niggas. It's like that fear of being in a situation where you may get shot down by the police or you may get approached by a group of racists or what, like... You know, just those sometimes... They may be irrational, but, like, just those fears.
1: I mean, I get that, but... Of waking those... up
0: every day and, and you know... Trump's America.
1: (laughs) I mean, those the chances of either the chances of you being in, you know, some type of shootout with the police or the chances of you being, you know, approached by a group of like racist people ready to beat you up are just so thin that I don't know that I would, you know, use my superpower just on things that will help me out in those situations.
0: But if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready.
1: I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's true. But I mean, (laughs) all I'm saying is niggas offering you any superpower and also all this other shit on this list i mean like my answer wouldn't be like okay i just need to you know have something to help me out i mean okay okay
0: so so if i if i were to not choose gain a superpower it would be i would gain a million twitter followers that way what i would gain a million twitter followers for after five that way everybody can hear this fire content that we get off every goddamn week because we out here. Boom. Drop some motherfucking bombs in the background, nigga.
1: That's all
0: I got. That, that, is, <laughs> that is not... Uh, oh, that's all I got. I'm sorry. Nigga, are you, let's do Twitter court. I,
1: these are their stories.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Twitter... <laughs> A lot has been going on the last week since we last spoke. We've had a lot. Uh, a the lot. breaking news of Twenty One Savage. A <laughs> lot, a <laughs> lot. <laughs> not not being uh from Zone Six like we thought that he was. That nigga from Zone Six, man. Uh, look, I'm just telling you what the T on the timeline is. Let me get through the shit. Shit. All right. uh. Demi Lovato making jokes at 21 Savage's expense and being introduced to what it means to truly become a part of Black Twitter. Um, You got Nicki Minaj who had Queen Radio. Queen Radio finally returned. She found some tea and uh, decided to uh, spill it on Queen Radio. She's dropped three new tracks. uh, And the barbs were setting twitter ablaze uh cardi b was performing at the uh prison reform and criminal justice reform event put on by meek mill mike rubin robert Kraft, and jay-z okay. uh, where she and robert Kraft were dancing on stage to one of her songs um and at least, we could just start there because we got plenty of more shit that we can hit on from Laurie Harvey to Liam Neeson to goddamn Bow Wow. You feel me? We we can go anywhere. So where where you want to start, man? Um, I
1: mean I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like you just gave me so much, I don't know where to start. <laughs> um, I mean let's just start from the top of the list, man. Let's start at Demi. Demi Lovato. De- Demi Lovato and so, we can tie this in like them man, 21 savage
0: yeah know? so so the the news broke that 21 savage has been detained by ice um because they said that his visa is he was here on an expired visa uh, most of us didn't even know the nigga
1: knew what a visa was i mean it's just <laughs> first of all when i first saw this i'm like ain't no way this is true you know I said, this fake as shit. Yeah, you know, I went to the Twitter account. It was like uh, the Atlanta Atlanta news station tweeting about it. And I was like, and I'm reading all these like legit looking tweets from all these like reporters and shit. I was like, is this like a parody Twitter or some shit? Like, do they do parody Atlanta news or some shit? <laughs> like, I was really not believing it. Then, um, you know, I just kept checking source after source. And I was like, damn, this nigga really is i don't want to say he not who he say he is but uh it was just information obviously that most of america did not know if not 99 percent did not know you know somebody had to know i mean somebody went to school with the nigga when he transferred you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but um it just was not public knowledge so i think everybody was surprised by that
0: And what's crazy is you, you never realize how much information is just out there for you. You just don't pay attention to it. So I saw a video where they like did an interview with his mom and she clearly has a British accent Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how proud she was of him and how he's capitalized off of uh, the hardships that he's been through, how he's such a great man, great father, all of these things. But it's like, I guess now i'm listening to it and i'm like yo she is really really english <laughs> like like english english like the queen type shit um then i listened to another one where she was where she kind of talked about her experience so i'm like damn niggas just wasn't paying attention to 21 mama i mean she fine too by the way i mean but you know no he disrespect
1: no you ain't, you cannot <laughs> say that and say no disrespect
0: <laughs> no disrespect uh but yeah man i i I had no idea that twenty one was
1: not from East Atlanta I mean he from there he just wasn't born and raised there but I'm saying I guess
0: what most people are struggling to come to terms with is the the public had an expectation of the life that 21 Savage lived as far as him being born and raised in East Atlanta uh, and the hardships that he's rapped about in his raps, which don't make them not true. I guess people don't equate being British with what we equate 21 Savage to. And I mean, that's not to say that he could have had a harder life in the uk and they came here to escape that shit you know what i mean like it's not all tea and biscuits around it motherfucker but i don't know man it 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 caught it caught niggas by surprise because we would have felt like we would have found that out in the music
1: at the very least you know what i mean yeah i mean i just thought some shit like that like i said like you grew up in this city I mean, everybody know that once you start coming up, it's the haters that be out there trying to, you know, shit on you. So I just would have thought niggas would have been like, man, this nigga from Britain or, you know, from, you know, or, you know, just, just releasing that information about him. Cause it's like, we didn't know, but somebody knew. And it wasn't just somebody it was It had to be multiple people that knew, but, uh, I mean, that information was just never provided. And yeah, it was just a huge surprise. And then obviously it's a surprise to think that, you know, given his success, uh, given everything that he's been doing, that they just arresting the nigga now. Like, you know, nobody can really make sense of that.
0: And see, that's where I have questions because I was under the impression that 21 Savage had a criminal record. um, And I know for a fact he's gone uh, international for concerts and things like that. So it's like I know for a normal person, a normal U.S. citizen, you have to have a passport in order for you to leave the United States to go to another country. Correct. Even if you are an entertainer, you have to have a passport (laughs) to leave the country to go to another country. This situation makes it even more crazy that if he was on an expired visa, there would have been no way for him to be able to legally. Leave this country or legally enter another country. I mean, because just, he would have he would have had to have had a passport to accompany his visa, and they would not have given him a passport if his visa was expired. So somebody has to explain how the hell he's on an exp. Like I, I guess I'm conf- then I keep hearing conflicting stories on whether he was thirteen when he got here or whether he was seven. Or was he in the seventh grade? Like I, like I don't know what the hell is the truth.
1: Like, I it's it's, it's like look, I don't I don't really like to get into the uh, like you just said like the specifics about it. I just you know at this point I just want everything to be cleared up. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to be a case where it's like damn, you know this nigga really is is going to get deported or you know some shit like that. I'm just hoping it can all be cleared up and. Uh, you know, he can stay in the U.S. and live his life. And then, you know, we can move forward just with the jokes about it. And, uh, you know, it won't be about like, damn, like it is now where it's like, yeah, it's crazy. He from the U.K. But at the same time, you know, this nigga's is really going through some serious shit. You know what I'm saying?
0: So how do you feel about how do you feel about the memes or the jokes that are being
1: made right now? Well, OK, so. When the news first drop, you know, like any news, the memes coming right after, you know, especially if it's some crazy shit. So the memes coming right after, uh, it's like okay, we already know that social media is, um, you know, it's heartless about a lot of shit. You know, niggas gonna laugh at anything. You know, what I'm saying if if there's something to be made fun of, which is fine. I mean, that's just kind of how a lot of comedy is. You know, shit that you're not supposed to laugh at, you laugh at. But regardless, you know, there's a lot of people that were speaking about it from a perspective of, you know, he's arrested, he's a provider for his family, he's been doing well, you know, he's been kind of spreading a a more positive message, uh, I wouldn't say in his raps, but I guess outside of his raps, Um, you know, and this is a horrible thing that has happened to him. And then, you know, you just got the jokes about him just being from the UK, which I guess is, is fine on its own. It's like there's nothing funny about him being arrested, but I don't really feel like nobody made jokes about him being arrested. It was more so just about the fact that he was from the UK. So, you know, for the most part, I'm OK with the memes because it ain't about him being arrested. It's just about us finding out, you know, it's just about some specific information we just found out about 21. So I'm OK with it. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody's really getting on the fact that he arrested. Now, some might say don't even joke about the about the situation altogether, which, I mean, I can understand you ha- feeling like that, but I can understand somebody else feeling like it's okay.
0: Well, I tell you who's not okay with you all's jokes about 21 Savage, and that yeah. is Offset. Mm. Young rich nigga
1: of the, the Migos. N- the nigga who said, uh, fuck y'all. <laughs> you know, he already don't like social media in general. He it's all it's our fault for everything. He probably think it's our fault 21 <laughs> in jail. You know. Y'all won. Yeah, y'all won. That's just, that's the line.
0: <laughs> y'all won, young owlset. So So uh Chris Brown posted uh a, a meme of 21 Savage being from uh the UK. On his Instagram and uh said, Come on, fam, stop playing with the man's them. Offset responds and said, Memes ain't funny, lame. Now let's just take a let's just take a second and pause for the cause. <laughs> memes ain't funny, man. Lame. Who the fuck talks like this, bro? <laughs> like, what you mean, offset, bro? Like, is he saying memes ain't funny? lame or is he calling Chris Brown a lame he's or, calling
1: like, Chris Brown a lame <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't lame. know I
0: ain't know he was on his you fear me uh Peacock Cassidy or whatever so <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brown responds and says fuck you little boy <laughs> you better worry about what you got going and focus on you all this cap on IG is what's lame Yo, energy went like that when I came to the Drake show in L.A. Ooh, ooh, Spice. He getting ready to add more spice. If you don't get your hip a hop, a hibit, a hibit to the hip hip hop, and you don't stop the rocking face ass out my comments, sensitive ass nigga, call me personally. You want some clout? When all you got to do is pull up, no camera, no flexing, and all that. If you a real man, fight me. Oh, and another thing, suck my dick!
1: Damn, with I mean, four exclamation points <laughs> to me, that's just like ultimate disrespect. That's like ultimate, like nigga, you ain't nobody, you ain't hard. I don't give a fuck, you know. Fuck all the y'all Atlanta shit, nigga. You ain't nobody in Atlanta. That's what I hear. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man, that, that shit is. Uh... I mean, what what me? I mean, where's Quavo at?
0: Look, Quavo is staying out of it because he know Chris Brown will fuck around and try to whoop all their ass at the same time. Quavo? <laughs> not Quavo. Quavo. <laughs> so, uh, that what's crazy is, I, I know Offset gonna get clowned a little bit for uh, what he said to Chris Brown, but that's literally how black people treated Demi Lovato. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they did well, i just wrong, think she man.
0: i just think she wasn't she wasn't welcome to being on a joke like like to, to our white listeners you have to understand one thing there are certain things and certain aspects of black culture that you are just not privy to or really encouraged to be a part of mm. because
1: it comes across a different
0: way mm. so when demi now, comes out
1: and said go ahead now i was gonna just ask you to break that down for me so you can go ahead and continue
0: so so when Demi comes out and says the Super Bowl is boring, she's enjoying the 21 Savage memes more. Mm-hmm. That does not come across as the 21 Savage memes are funny. Um, the game is boring. So I'd much rather look at you all's funny memes on the timeline than watch this boring game. Mm-hmm. How it comes across is that shit is funny. This nigga is getting deported. Ha, ha, ha. Whether right or wrong, that's how that shit comes across. So you know, in niggas' mind, they like, oh, I know this crackhead bitch is not trying to throw jokes. (laughs) Because as my roommate Chris famously said, you cannot throw stones when you live in a glass house or you smoke out of a glass pipe. Mm. And she learned really, really quickly what happens in the black community when you jump out the window <laughs> and ain't nobody asked for you to pull up. You get your ass checked. That's how I know she ain't never been at a lunch table where she got her ass flamed for 20 minutes because she just melted down, bro. And what's crazy is certain people in our culture, because you know, black, black culture is very inviting and you know, open to people and they want to make sure that people feel comfortable so people like wale who come out and say you know this may not have been the best way for you to do this because somebody else is suffering and when you were suffering we showed you nothing but support so do the same because how he basically told her like look how you intended for this shit to come across is not how it came across she was like This nigga just mad because I ain't responding to him years ago. And in my mind, I'm like, boy, Wale better let her have it. But you know what? Wale took the high ground and told her to, you know, continue to be great. He's still rooting and praying for her. The rest of Black Twitter wasn't so nice. Hmm. (laughs) They was posting Felicia memes calling her a crackhead. Lil Boosie came out and was like, <laughs> Lil Boosie came out and was like, cokeheads get joked about where I come from. You're going to get these jokes, crackhead ass bitch. <laughs> I'm like, god damn. <laughs> what,
1: what
0: Was she on the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon? Uh,
1: uh If I had to guess, <laughs> I would say Disney. Damn. but I don't Disney know Channel
0: stars really be going through it, bro. There
1: really are these young stars, bro all of them
0: they be bad off demi, hey but demi you know here on coke coke i
1: don't i don't like i don't like how they did demi bro
0: oh here you go it's okay, i don't like bro. how
1: they did it i mean it ain't even no okay, cape it's just like niggas can joke about 21 but if a black person think, i mean if a white person think or i don't know what demi is if a person who's not black thinks that is funny like we gotta hop on them for that like twenty one, like I know you mentioned that you know some stuff we kind of want to keep within the black culture. To me, Twenty One Savage is not black culture. That nigga a rapper. Like rap is to me, it's it's more like at this one is more than black culture. Like it's it's American culture. Like all all groups of people listen to Twenty One Savage. So I don't know. So if some shit happened to Twenty One Savage, I, I I can't be like, nah, this a black thing. You know, I don't know. It's just. It just it it ain't. And like I said before, I don't think she was making fun of the fact that. He was getting arrested. It was, you know, people were making fun of the fact that this nigga now is technically British or whatever. And she thought it was funny, too. Now I do understand that when you got anything going on with you and if you say anything really, it it could have been about anything. It could have been, damn, I'm loving the Super Bowl. Niggas would have been like, I'm sure you loving that crack pipe too that you smoking right now. You know, cocaine like, ass bitch. Yeah, it's like once some <laughs> shit happened to you, niggas gonna hold God it over your head. I love
0: class,
1: I love when she comes in the back. You know, classic. <laughs> classic. But you know, if, if she want to, if she, I mean, if she think it's funny, I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got, I I can't be in no wall. No, nah, you don't need to say nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's, it just, it was unnecessary. Um, but I already know that online is ruthless. So I really don't mind people being ruthless about her, but I do mind people being like, don't say shit about 21. Like when y'all niggas saying shit about 21, I don't get it. Like how can y'all joke about them, but can't nobody else joke about them. I don't get that because nigga if you're not of the culture you're not of the culture nigga it's black people that ain't of the culture what's the culture nigga so if you black you just got it even though you could be a ain't shit black person you could be a black person i mean who, you i mean it's it's <laughs> like but it's like bruh so 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 and, and even if you want to say that if, if somebody want to say well ac not of the culture i mean like i mean it's like i don't know just is your pigment of your skin that's what make you the culture you know, I'm just yes, confused. Yes,
0: that's, ge- that's what gives you access to the culture inherently. I mean, that's that just You inherently <laughs> have access to the culture because like you are fuck? a POC. You are a person of color, so you have access to the culture. Now, depending upon how well-versed you are in culture, because culture and black culture is now synonymous with hip-hop culture. I mean, 21 I, Savage is not a pop act. 21 Savage is nigga, that a hip-hop nigga. rap act he is a hip-hop rap act let's not act like the nigga travis scott he's not travis scott this nigga still this nigga still makes music for the niggas in east atlanta zone six still out there on the corner still smoking still drinking still standing in lines niggas who just steal he's not a pop star so when you cross over and you trying to jump in and 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 play the reindeer games and shit, and you not a part of the reindeer clique, then you you gonna get your ass laughed at if you come in here wrong, and that's what she did. She didn't come in wrong, <laughs> like what I'm I don't saying, know. No, I don't get it, bro I don't no what it. I'm saying is I'm not saying so let me rephrase that, yeah, what I'm saying is she made a comment, yeah, and it's like I started off when you comment on a culture that you are not a part of the people in that culture can either take it in jest, which is what I'm sure she hoped that niggas would do, or they can take it an offense. Now, the other thing is, it's kind of like what Boosie said. Niggas ain't finna let no crackhead say shit. <laughs> Nigga, if you If you ever was on coke, A crack and niggas know about it they not going to let you live period you can come out like you said she could have came out and said oh this game is great and niggas was going to be on her head just cause Mm -hmm. so
1: but I guess you, niggas niggas on lean they are that's all good though like we we accept those people.
0: I mean niggas really been off lean since Fredo died. Rest in peace, Fredo.
1: Nigga hell, niggas still on the lean heavy. What are you saying?
0: Niggas is not on the lean. Niggas heavy is like on
1: that. lean. All your favorite rappers except Future, obviously, but they all on lean. They lean. My
0: favorite my favorite rappers do not intake lean.
1: I mean, you know, and all that is is pretty much liquid heroin as as it's been called. So I mean I don't know niggas pick and choose that's that's why I don't listen to none of you niggas because y'all niggas don't know what you want. You no, know what you what don't saying? listen
0: to us because you are Uncle Tom's cabin ass nigga.
1: I mean, look, look, <laughs> look. All I do so is So, you're keep not of the me. culture neither. So niggas, say, it's like it's like niggas speaking on Demi. Are y'all of Demi's culture? But y'all can speak on her though, right? And that's that's funny too. Of the,
0: she's not a part of our culture, which but is are, what
1: she was talking are about. We, but are we a part of her culture?
0: Well, we don't care to be a part of her culture. Then she inserted we herself.
1: She inserted herself no, I'm into about, our culture. I'm talking culture. about when she went to the hospital, bro. We was on her ass. What you mean?
0: Niggas was on her ass because that was news. Wh- so, so niggas so not supposed Savage to get on Trump news? ass?
1: 21 Savage being arrested by ISIS is not general news to America? It ain't niggas, news um, to black people, nigga. It's news to America.
0: Nine times out of 10, America don't know who 21 Savage is. This is ridiculous. That's my point.
1: So, But that America know who point. Demi Lovato is?
0: Bruh, yes, America does know who Demi Lovato is. Mainstream America, it's not about who's a bigger artist. Mainstream America knows who Demi Lovato is because their children grew up watching her on Nickelodeon or uh, Disney, whatever the hell one she was on. She was also a host on two shows that were on primetime television. And she's a pop act who has like the fourth most Instagram followers in the goddamn world. <laughs> so it's she, we're we talking about two completely different things. 21 Savage shit hit hard because it's hip hop culture. It's a point in hip hop culture. That Demi Lovato shit was on CNN. <laughs> that, they, that, that shit was on your nightly news, mainstream, 60 Minutes daytime television, late night television.
1: You just naming news publications. You don't know if it was on there. I'm you don't telling know if it you it on was. 60 Minutes. You don't know if it was on 60 Minutes, nigga. What Drake
0: tell you to do, hit up Google. <laughs> <laughs> hit up Google.
1: Nigga, 21 Savage was on CNN. Don't tell me he was not, bro. Come on now. This ain't no news that we only know. This was national news, nigga. What I'm saying
0: is it was a blimp. It wasn't a leading story. Demi Lovato almost dying and overdosing. That was a leading story. Nigga,
1: 21 almost died. It would be leading to.
0: He has almost died when he out here, when he was out here. You feel me living that <laughs> life? Because okay. it's a knife. Okay. <laughs> like,
1: you, like 21, 20, 21. I don't know. All I'm, all I'm saying is like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like she can't say that she enjoyed the 21 Savage memes. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It ain't downing 21. It Like, it's nothing negative. Like, so I don't I don't get the problem. I don't really see why she was received with so much negativity. And I know we can always say, well, you know, you shouldn't even be speaking on shit like that. There was nothing that she was even speaking on. She's just like, yeah, this game boring. And y'all funny. And niggas like, fuck no, nah, we ain't funny, nigga. Fuck you, crackhead. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. but I'm gonna let y'all have that. Though. I'm gonna let y'all have I said
0: it just posted on his Instagram story. Cokehead don't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> See, when you do coke,
1: <laughs> man, plenty niggas have done coke. It's like I don't know. I'm like, like you was just saying, it'd be a plenty folks with throwing stones in a glass house, and I ain't got time for niggas to just be, you know, just shitting on other people because they can publicly. You know what I mean? Like, niggas got folks in their family doing coke. I don't see y'all on them like that. Doing crack. I don't see y'all talking about them like that. Shitting on them. You helping them, huh? You know what I'm saying? But you can shit on Demi. But really, I ain't got no problem with Demi getting shit at all. Because I understand that's just what it is.
0: Nigga, yes, you do.
1: No, nah, I don't. I don't. Since you so in tune with
0: the white people, bro, what, what what is white people's back that ass up?
1: White people's back that ass up? Yeah, shit. I don't know honky tonk, but don't go don't that it.
0: <laughs> nigga, nigga on Twitter said it's Sweet Caroline.
1: <laughs> Sweet Caroline. I don't even know though. I don't know what's. I don't know what's they song that they just like gotta turn up to.
0: Like as soon as they hear,
1: it. they got so many. I don't know.
0: What 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 other ones do they have? Since you of
1: the culture, S- Sweet Home Alabama. Boom, that's, boom, that's gonna boom, get a boom, turn boom, if you in the, <laughs> if you in the South. And then you know, don't stop believing is just a song that, that's like their karaoke song. I don't know if that's they back that ass up song. I don't know, bro. You ever been around
0: white people when don't stop believing come on?
1: No niggas just sing it. They don't. I don't see them dance to that. <laughs> Everybody just sing it. But I don't know what white people listen to, man. <laughs> they listen what to a- Twenty One Savage. I will tell you that.
0: What I'll if it's some
1: that. bullshit like Gundam style? Fuck no. That was a that was a that was a moment.
0: Bro, you don't think Gundam style still go up in the pop clubs, bro?
1: I mean, it it go up just like any old, you know, black song that they may play may go up. That niggas be like, hey, you know, I'm fucked up and, th- and this song used to be hard, so I'm turning up. You know, when you get turned, it don't matter.
0: Oh, I know what that shit is, bruh.
1: What's that? All I do is win. <laughs> Hell no. This ain't bruh. the end of, of an NBA game.
0: Bruh. Bruh. bruh, bruh,
1: white people love the
0: shit out of all I do is win. That is definitely they back that ass up. <laughs> ain't
1: no I ho- promise ain't you, bruh. Ain't no white women twerking, too. Um,
0: <laughs> and the hands go up. Showtime, let 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 them get off of, uh off two vodka sours and cranberry. Hey <laughs> gonna be in that thing. Am I stay there? Am I stay there? <laughs> up down up down. That's when they do the twerk thing. Up down up down. Yeah, bro. They, they white the, our 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 counterparts. They go up. They go up when all I do is win. Come on, bro. <laughs> they go up. <laughs>
1: Uh, do you want to talk about Nicki on Queen Radio? Did you hear it? I mean, I ain't heard, of, I ain't hear Queen Radio, but I mean, I heard all her, all her songs. Um, I mean, they were straight. I mean, I just it was typical Nicki Minaj. I don't know what else to say. They, <clears throat> sorry, they weren't bad at all to me. Uh, and clearly she going at um Drake and Meek. Man, I don't really know what's going on, but you know. I I hope I really don't give a fuck honestly I mean she can cut ties with both them niggas I don't care young money is done so it is what it is
0: so do you was she cause I heard parts of queen radio but I couldn't really decipher between what was her trolling and what was her being for real so do she really like feel some type of way about Drake and me piecing it up and being like on the level in terms that they on now
1: I really do think she feels the type of way just based on, you know, the freestyle long going bad. Um, Cause she said something like, you know, like she said something to the effect that both y'all niggas trying to end me, you know? So I don't know. But
0: how, how are they trying to end her? Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not,
1: I'm not in the music industry. So I don't know, man. It's like, I don't, you know, this maybe it's some behind the scenes type shit. But that's been a rumor that, you know, her and Drake have not been on good terms. Uh, So maybe she just kind of solidifying that. By rapping on their song. My
0: thing is, when all of that shit, when she and Meek ended, right? Yeah. Who was the first person she ran to? Uh, I don't
1: know who. Drake?
0: Drake and Wayne. Remember she did that song yeah, with them? I remember. I
1: remember the picture. Like that was the,
0: and, and they did the whole little fake-ass rollout of Young Money is Back and shit like that. Like, So it's like you can't, I don't think you can feel no type of way when you and the nigga broke up, you got back on good terms with your people who you wasn't really fucking with because you was with the nigga he was beefing with. You didn't come out and pick a side. You just wasn't fucking with nobody. Then, y'all break up. You back all on Drake shit like, it, yeah, it's young money. And then, this nigga goes to jail. Drake started thinking to himself like, yo, this nigga locked up. Like, I ain't even on that no more. Like, it was a point in time, it is what it is. Meek come home, him and Drake piece it up, and they like, bro, I don't even know why we was really, why we was really beefing. Meek came out was like, bro, I was off the drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Meek, like, he's been very honest about the fact that shit he was on them damn pills, which I'm not going to say was Nikki's fault. But he's alluded to the fact that before Nikki, he wasn't doing pills. Got with Nikki. She had him doing pills. Mm-hmm. They broke up. Then he stopped doing pills and everything back to normal.
1: If you I, blame I, if uh, you blame that shit on a woman, you on a woman. You I'm a not. You I'm not blaming it. I'm just reporting the news. I'm saying he a, if if he believed that then he a hoe. If you believe a woman got you on pills, nigga, you a grown ass man. You got I you mean, on pills, nigga. Fuck. I'm I, look. And I and I'm not saying that Nikki beefing with Drake because he made up with Meek. I just I feel like there's something that we don't know, you know. And to quote to someone. she says, "Old boy and my brother tried to end me," so she definitely talking about Meek and Drake. So, mm. but uh, I mean, shout out to Nikki, man. You know, I really uh, I need to see that um, that video she just dropped. What was that for? Good form? No, it wasn't for good form. It was for the other one, Hard White, because I like that song. Gotta check that out. Yeah, and that man. Nicki, I- and that Nikki album was hard, man. Don't sleep on it, man. <sighs> Don't sleep on it.
0: I'm not doing this with you in 2019. All right, I mean that's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. I ain't gonna, you know, I ain't
1: gonna, I ain't gonna <laughs> beg you, not. but I'm just saying, you know, y'all can sleep if y'all want. Nigga, that, we, that, we, that queen we, was hard.
0: We are very fine, continuing to get our rest. To uh, more important news.
1: Yeah.
0: Cardi B performed at the um, event put on by Mike Rubin, Robert Kraft, Jay Z, and Meek Mill. It went viral because Bob Craft got on stage with her and was dancing uh, to her music, really vibing out. Whatever the case may be, she she seemed to be entertaining and happy to have him be up there, be hype with her and shit. And it started drawing a lot of people to question the entertainment industry's real stance on standing with Cap. Um. And this was not, and I want to clarify this because motherfuckers have been incorrectly saying that she was performing at Super Bowl events and shit like that. She was not. (laughs) She was at literally an event to further what Cap wants to get done. A foundation set up by four, by three wealthy men and a rich man no disrespect to Meek, but he's not on that level financially with Hove, Mike Rubin and Bob Kraft yet. To fund the change the Cap wants to see, the whole reason why he began kneeling to begin with. She's performing there to bring awareness, bring entertainment, whatever the case may be. It's killing me to see people. And this is not just about Cardi B, any entertainer who was out at all during the super bowl in Atlanta is being lumped as if they aren't standing with cap or they don't support Kaepernick or niggas always don't follow through with the boycott did mind you, Alex and I told y'all two weeks ago, at least like nigga y'all is tripping, but (laughs) it's like, I, I'm not really fucking with that because we got what we have to understand is and the NFL as much as niggas may not like how they handle shit because I don't really like how they handle a the whole lot of shit the NFL was very direct and strategic with what they did they had the Super Bowl in the middle of black Hollywood despite The entertainment at halftime not being black, which we'll get to later on. Everything else about that Super Bowl was black as hell. (laughs) From media day to the events that they were having, where they were bringing in local businesses to the commercials. All of the commercials had some type of. uh, I don't want to say pandering because that's what I'm hearing a lot of people say, but it's like they it was geared towards reminding people look we know we fucked up but we want y'all to know hey we care about the gays we care about the minorities we uh not gonna acknowledge white privilege but we gonna let y'all know you know hey we all have a job to do like there was an agenda there was a very clear agenda from the super bowl ads to you know even them having the african-americans that they had on the field to do the coin calls i mean the coin toss my bad
1: um, Nigga, what did you say? The <laughs> toying costs? The toying costs. <laughs>
0: Woo. Uh, hat, what, what's the, what are the twins' names? No, the sisters. Did, uh Hov and Beyonce artists. Chloe and Hallie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They sung America the Beautiful. Um, and then, of course, you had the National Anthem. So it's like the NFL knew what they was doing. That does not mean that if you were a black entertainer and you decided to not be cooped up in your house during Super Bowl weekend, that you were supporting the NFL, that you were not standing with Cap, that you were not supporting the cause that Cap is championing. All that means is the Super Bowl was in your city. There was money to be made and you may not have even attended the game. You may not have intended a Super Bowl or NFL sponsored event. Mm -hmm. But money Gonna get made whether you Outside your house or not Which is the point that I feel like that's why the NFL Did this shit now granted I'm very well aware that you know The Super Bowl and the locations and Things are planned out years in advance But How they Spun this shit especially after The fiasco of last year's NFL Season they knew what the hell they was doing.
1: I mean, but th- do you mean that from a perspective of like, because it's like, okay, I know they did a lot of like, obviously, civil rights, um, you know, related events in Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously that that can be attributed to, you know, all the backlash about Kaepernick, but I don't know. I mean. I think just given um, like more than the NFL, but just given where we are in terms of America, like because you talked about, you know, the kind of commercials that we're on, I think we was going to get that regardless. I think we're starting to see a lot more of things that's kind of geared more towards, um, you know. Us, us as Americans, progressing in terms of tolerance and things like that. I just feel like that's just a wave that America is on right now, like more so than the NFL, but just America in general. And obviously, with everything that's happened with Kaepernick, and uh, you know, kind of the things that were being raised up when Travis Scott said he was going to perform, but they need to donate to whatever, whatever. Uh, you know that that's that also plays a part too, but more. So, I think it's more so just like our president and the wave that America's on, like, you know, I think it's less to do it with, with cap and more of that.
0: I mean, I, and I could, I can accept it. I just also, we've, we've been very vocal on this podcast talking about the fact that the NFL is a business and in business, you are always going to hedge your potential losses. What better way to hide you hedging your potential losses than with simply going with the flow? Going with the flow of those very targeted commercials. Going with the flow of having the fact that the Super Bowl is now in February, Black History Month. First weekend in Black History Month. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. j- just because that is kind of the new norm doesn't make it any less targeted and strategic. Um, I, I
1: can agree with that.
0: So that, that that I just want people to understand that, yeah, you can be like Ava DuVernay and completely boycott, continue to boycott the NFL or continue to boycott anything related to what the NFL got going. But the other part of that, and I think we all have to be very cognizant and aware of is the majority of the people employed in the NFL in regards to players are black people. You know how black people in the NFL get paid the wages that they feel like they deserve for putting their bodies on the line every year? Ratings. You know what happens when. The TV stations are like hell. It ain't no sense in us giving you no damn big TV deal because people ain't watching no more. Niggas lose money, and the people who are losing money is not the owners. He <laughs> ain't gonna be the owners. They gonna be straight because they billionaires. Not they. They don't got one billion. They ain't got a bill and a half like what I was trying to win earlier. They got billions, plural. So who is hurting is. Everybody else. The trickle down effect. And next year. After next season, they go into another collective bargaining agreement where the TV deals they have right now. Are going to expire. So we continue to boycott, which I mean, to be honest with you, the hits that the NFL has taken in ratings has not been necessarily black people. Is more so been when they were filming people kneeling and our white counterparts was like, no, I'm not doing that. So the boycott is working, but it ain't working for us, (laughs) which is why you don't really you you don't even you didn't hear really any situations where niggas was kneeling and it was a problem this season because they stopped showing the shit. And guess what the ratings did? Went right back to normal. I mean... So, oh. it, it it don't mean that you're not standing with Cap, that you're not supporting Cap. What it means is, nigga, if you want to watch football, you can watch football. You shouldn't be made to feel bad about watching football. Like, if you donated money to the to the cause, if you donated money to what cap has going on, if you been out there marching, if you've been effective change in your personal community in regards to police brutality or criminal justice reform, and you still want to go home and watch the damn Titans, by all means do that shit. That don't mean you're not with cap. It just means you support cap. In a way that's not boycotting. I don't recall, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't recall Cap coming out and telling us, Y'all need to boycott the NFL.
1: Uh no. He never said don't watch the NFL.
0: Like, I'm and you done. know why? Because Cap said he still wants to play. If they let him play, he gonna he gonna stop suing them. <laughs> he gonna drop his lawsuit. Everything gonna be cool. He still gonna do his fight, but cap willing the reason he's suing the nfl is because he wants to play if you are boycotting the nfl and he gets a job what happens then like what what happens now let's say the nfl have a meeting and they like look we got to get this Kaepernick shit off our damn back somebody pick this nigga up let's say he gets picked up by the miami dolphins they decide they gonna start him what the fuck niggas gonna do then how you going to stand with Cap? You going to boycott Cap? <laughs> like, I thought the damn boycott was over with when he came out and was like, look, I stand for the anthem if y'all let me come back. Like, that let me though then, look. <laughs> he he didn't <done> had enough. <laughs> He's sick of you niggas.
1: <laughs> I mean, the whole, I mean, <laughs> the whole situation just don't make sense. I mean, even when we first talked about it, it's like, you know, Niggas said they boycott the NFL for what? Like, what did the NFL do? The NFL didn't do a damn thing. Like, what have they done wrong? You know, like I know, like cap Nelt, You know what I'm saying? See, but here go cap problem to me, or at least you know why I feel like a lot of people got a problem with cap is because, like, first of all, you know, like we always say, okay, Kaepernick. You know, he took a stand, right? He took a stand. Um, Ended up losing his job. I don't think he lost his job because of the stand he took. I mean, it's just in the the NFL, I just think it's more so of, you know, a a spectacle was made of it all, which obviously is going to make any team that pick him up. I mean, it's going to be a huge thing. Like, it ain't just going to be like – We pick Cap up like it's going to be a huge thing. It's going to be a huge media thing. That's all anybody going to want to talk about. It's going to be a huge distraction for whatever team decide to pick him up. And then you have to ask, okay, is Kaepernick good enough for us to overlook all that's going to come with Kaepernick at this point? Regardless of if we support his causes or any of that shit, it's going to be a spectacle. So from that perspective, you know, maybe it's not even worth picking up Cap. Roger Goodell recently came out in this past week. I think they asked him about it. He was like, yo, if a if a team, if a, and this was kind of just typical bullshit, but, I mean, it was mostly true. It's like if a team felt like, you know, they could, like, Cap is going to help their team win, then he don't see no team not taking Cap, you know, and pretty much just alluding to the fact that Cap ain't get picked up because no team really felt like he was going to be helpful. Now, we all know this bullshit because it's obviously a lot of quarterbacks who are worse than cap to have a job, but you got to understand that those quarterbacks are not going to bring what cap is going to bring to your team, which is a distraction. Second of all, when cap knelt, I sure. I mean, I would almost guess that he did not think that him kneeling was going to lead to what it led to. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that he initially thought, look, I'm doing this and I'm about to become a face of like this movement against police brutality, but that's what it became. So when you become the face of something like that, you're going to be under more scrutiny. And a lot of people forget, you know, when Cap came out with the socks that had the pigs and police uniform, you know, at at practice, you know what I'm saying? That's going to piss a lot of people off. Like it's going to piss a lot of people off when you in getting interviewed and you got a Fidel Castro shirt on, regardless of your rationale, that's going to piss a lot of people off. Now you've become a leader who you know, you have a cause, but you've done so much stuff to piss people off. People are never going to vibe with you. You know what I mean? Which is leading more to my distraction thing. Like, you know, like it's more than just X's and O's. You know what I mean? As far as picking up a player, you know, so I can understand why Cap not on a team. I don't understand why anybody would feel like it's the like like it's the NFL fault for all this shit when it's really just America fault. Like the NFL is not the reason for police brutality. Like, and we've already stated before on the podcast and you made it a point that Kaepernick already told y'all niggas if I'm back in the league, I'm not kneeling no more. Like, I'm done with it. So I don't know the whole boycott NFL. And like you just said, Cap ain't even tell niggas to boycott. So to me, at this point, it's just like, I don't know what niggas on. I ain't, I ain't never stopped watching NFL because I know this Kaepernick shit ain't got nothing to do with the NFL. He just happened to play in the NFL. You know. So fuck it, man. Just like I ain't had no problem with Travis Scott performing. If Cardi ain't want to perform, that's on her. And uh, you know, no problem with Gladys Night either, man. So it's all good.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, What you want to hit next? The stripper bowl? Stripper bowl. (laughs) Stripper bowl. So QC the label. QC the label. Put on the stripper bowl 2019. Where it is rumored that the strippers in attendance. Mm. I believe there was 25 of them. Some of the top of the line. Strippers from around the country, top of the line, huh? That's look. I'm just, I'm just
1: reporting the news. Shake, just shaking ass, (laughs) top of the line Uh, ass shaker right here, boy.
0: They all flocked to Atlanta, which, which you know is going to happen anyway. Just like they're going to all flock to Charlotte next weekend, this week, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend,
1: baby. Did you know I had bras in Atlanta?
0: No, I did not. Oh. I was not aware of that.
1: Yeah, you know, I got brows in Atlanta. Were they in the stripper bowl? Or... No, they was in a black X6.
0: So, yeah. Um, 25 <laughs> of the most uh, famous and highly requested strippers are from around the country um, all descended upon Atlanta for the stripper bowl. It is rumored that three million dollars was thrown, and each stripper who attended and participated was given an equal share. So they all went home with a hundred twenty thousand dollars and untaxed money um, to return to their respective cities
1: to continue their hustle. Untaxed, huh? I mean, I hope the IRS is paying attention. No, I'm not going to say I hope they're paying attention. but I I was about to say, you was really on your Uncle Tom shit.
0: Now, fuck these (laughs) hoes.
1: No, but (laughs) I mean, I hope niggas know that the IRS is paying attention. I'll say that because I ain't got to say that. They already paying attention.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't really know how that worked. I mean, are you a 1099 worker or whatever it's called when you a stripper? How y'all taxes work? I'm... I mean, I, I, know, really I know, I sure. know, we don't know. I, I know, know
0: they was know coming. Yeah, yeah, I know they was coming down pretty hard on the on the cam girls and the Snapchat, the premium mm. Snapchat girls. Uh, what was that like two, three months ago?
1: Man, y'all really be paying for these girls Snapchats, man? Y'all, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> Nate, th- nigga, right before <laughs> the show, you was just telling me how you had a few subscriptions. Now you trying to front no, since we on there? I the don't air.
0: even, ha- I don't even have, subscri- oh, I don't even have gosh. a Snapchat. That's number one. So this look, nigga right You the here, one man. got bars in Atlanta. Don't be trying to fuck up hey, my happy home because cause you want to bullshit. I look, hey, I do not subscribe. Happy to home, nothing. nigga.
1: You just told me you hated except, your
0: girl. <laughs> except <laughs> from Amazon Prime. <laughs> and we not know, we not even gonna play like
1: that. Told I me you couldn't stand her, man. And now he trying love, to front. For I five.
0: love I love my bae. Okay. I ain't like you. I claims mine.
1: All right, I'm a, Wayne. I got some screenshots to send you, man. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Uh, so yeah, man. What you think about the stripper ball, man? Do I mean, you believe you
0: know, it? Because I know that you'd be skeptical of shit.
1: I mean, you know, obviously it's a pretty skeptical thing. I mean, three million dollars. Y'all had three millions and ones just there, and y'all just all counted it up all together and split it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it it definitely could have been a lot of money. Um, you know, I heard a lot of money was thrown. Uh, but you know, get it how you live, man. If niggas, if niggas want to throw money in the strip club, I mean, that's. I mean, I can't say that I'm with it. You know what I mean? I've been to the strip club, and as we've talked about before, and uh I don't know. I just when I with every dollar I throw, I mean, I'm just like, damn. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I earned that, and I'm just spending it because it you got I'm, it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I you know, I can understand paying a little money, but I don't know. Like I heard, you know, P was throwing over a hundred K himself. I mean I don't know. It just seems uh outlandish. It's I think it's more, I mean, it, it's not for the strippers. It's just for niggas to just be like, Yeah, I threw that shit. And if that's what makes you feel good on the inside, then hey, bro, do you. You know what I'm saying? But but you literally just throwing money away. I mean, I just
0: how is you not throwing it away if you, you know, somebody is uh, throwing it away. You know, it, 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 it might be away. you could you could call it creative
1: donation. I know? mean, it's it's the same as me going at going to my window and, and throwing money out the window. I mean, some somebody going to come pick it up. You know, if I'm in the street and I just throw it out in the street like somebody going to pick it up, it could help somebody. But at the end of the day, I just threw my money away to people i don't know you know so i don't know like it's good like to me you know you throwing uh you know a few hundred you know okay like even that's a stretch for me but you know if that's if that's you if you got a few hundred to spare and you throwing it away i mean cool but uh once once we get into them hundred thousands now you just doing it to show off and uh, i understand that a lot of the club and strip club that life and everything that brings money it's just niggas showing off you know buying bottles all that shit is sections it's all just for niggas to show off and nothing more uh so who
0: do you think they showing off for do you think they're showing off for the women or do it's, you think it's, they, it's for everybody they do it
1: to show off for yeah i think it's everybody mm-hmm. you know you do it for the women so the women see you stunning you do it for the niggas or so the niggas see you stunting. i mean it's for everybody niggas just want to stunt They want to feel good. You know, they want to feel better than other people. And it's been that way since the beginning of time. So I understand the feeling, but it's one that I can't get with.
0: I can understand I'm I'm just
1: humble, man. I'm just so humble. I don't know what it's like to not be. Nah,
0: Brittany, nothing to let you do that. What you mean? Either way.
1: I mean, I do. First of all, I do what I want because I'm a grown ass man and don't know woman tell me what I can and can't do. I do not believe you. I mean, you can. I mean, I put that on my life. <laughs> so that's that's how honest I am about it. If I want to go to the strip club and throw a few hundred, I mean, I'm going to do it.
0: That's what you're going to do.
1: That's what I'm going to do. But I don't want to do that. So, you know. Luckily, my girl don't have to deal with that. So she ain't got to go through that, is what you're saying. Exactly. So when I go, I'ma throw my little forty-nine dollars that I <laughs> scraped up. And uh, you know, it is what it is. You can keep giving me a lap dance. I don't mean you getting more money because I ain't got no more money, which you don't know. <laughs> you you've reached your uh <laughs> <laughs> Like shawty. it's a rap. <laughs> it's a rap.
0: This shit is hilarious, bro. This nigga's is funny. What what else we got on the fucking docket?
1: She shit. If I do it, um, I want to talk about Liam Neeson, man. Go ahead, bro. Why y'all? Why y'all? <laughs> why y'all doing Liam like this, man? Like what? Why you think you do? You think he a racist? Um, kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean, I re- you know, I read, I read, I read about the interview, man. I read in depth about it, which I know 95% of niggas did not do. Uh, I know 95% of niggas, you know, read a little bit, you know, heard him say that he was in the streets ready to kill a black man. And they was like, oh, this nigga racist. And uh, after reading everything, I just don't see how somebody could read this article and take away from it that look like this man is racist and specifically against black people. I don't see how anybody could come to that conclusion. Liam Neeson said. His good friend was raped. She couldn't really give him much more of a description other than the fact that he was a black man. At the time, this hurt Liam. Liam. He was like, bro, I'm mad as fuck. I'm hitting the streets and I wish a black person would, you know, what I'm saying like provoke me and I'm gonna go off. You know what I'm saying? Like he said he did this like three or four times. You know, nothing ever happened. And uh, later on, I mean, he realized it was just horrible. He went and saw help about it, which I'm assuming he maybe got like a therapist or something like that because he knew he was wrong. This event that happened in his life really fucked with him. He he was very upset. He also said in this interview that it wasn't really even about the person being black. I mean, it could have been anything and he would have been, you know, looking for that specific type of person. Like, that's how pissed off he was. He was wrong. And the main point of like his whole story was just to talk about how we all have like our own prejudices, like how everybody pretend to be politically correct. But everybody know that it ain't really like that when it come down to it, which, you know, I 100 percent agree with. So, you know, and he's it. And like I said, he's admitted he was wrong. You know what I mean? So I don't really I don't really get how you can come away from that and be like, you know, what I'm saying like, no, nah, fuck that. You racist. And especially when our whole thing is just about growth and allowing people to grow. So I don't really I appreciate
0: it. I think people are coming away with him being racist because, yes, it worked out to where, you know, he didn't follow through. He didn't do it. But it could have very well have been a situation where he went out looking for somebody black, found somebody, Mm -hmm. and something did happen. And now this person is having to deal with the issues that you're harboring because somebody who was not you raped your friend and the only description she could give you is that they were black. So now you just go out, it's it's all out war on black people. That's how it comes across. How it comes across to me is it's all out war on black people because one black person raped my friend. So a person who's completely innocent, done nothing to you. They cross your path. Fuck them. Just because they were born black. And you know what? You mad at black people. It's like. It makes him no different than. When they do the comparisons to when the Klan would get upset about something and just go out on what they would call a nigger hunting spree where they would just, if you was out and it was dark outside, it was open. It was open season on you just cause just cause they was, they was upset. The black people had been freed. So it, it it calls back to those sentiments. Now, can I empathize with the fact that you are frustrated, angry and hurt because somebody raped your friend? Yes. What I cannot do as a black man in this country is empathize with the fact that a person of a specific race did this one thing. And now I'm going to invoke my vengeance for this one thing that this one person did that I don't know who it is. The person who we was affected by don't know who it is. All they can remember is that they were this description and then i go out and i inflict it or i have a want to inflict it on everyone who looks like that person that's racism that's prejudice that's it is what it is
1: so are you prejudiced nate do you have prejudices against people like do you have just kind of inherent you know kind of opinions maybe about people before you know
0: them? yes
1: so what's the difference between you and liam
0: Because I'm not sitting up here saying that because because white people have treated me a certain way in my life or white people treated my grandparents a certain way or white people treated my my father or my cousin or whatever the case may be a certain way that I want to go out and kill all white people.
1: Is that what or, Liam said? I mean, can we get can we just talk about it comparably? Like, I don't want to talk about it like in, you know, some extreme, like this nigga said, I want to kill all black people. That ain't what he said. He
0: said he was, he went out looking for somebody, anybody. It could have been anybody. That is my point. So what I'm saying is, let's take, so my girlfriend had a cousin who was, who was killed by police officers in California. Mm -hmm. You remember when everyone was doing the the memes and I mean not the memes but the hashtags and things like that like unfortunately he was one of those famous hashtags and I'm sure her family they were very hurt. They were very upset. Mm -hmm. He was killed. He had done nothing wrong. He was Falsely accused of something He didn't even fit the description He was killed In cold blood Now If her family would have Went out and said They was looking for Police officers To kill because this happened That's a problem As warranted as it may be As warranted as we may feel Like it could have been That's a problem
1: Agreed, but do you think so, would you think that, that it's kind of reasonable? No yeah. Would you think it's kind of reasonable? It's like if if police killed my family, uh, killed a family member of mine. Like when you think it's reasonable for being to be like, dog, like I fucking hate the police. I'm pissed off at the police. Like they did some yes. fucked up shit, and I wish a police officer would do some shit to me right now. I might hit that nigga. Like is that not a? Is that not? Now, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. But don't you think that's reasonable? to be that pissed I, off.
0: I'm not I'm not questioning the reasonability of it. My point is it's not right because the police officer or the black person in Liam's case yeah. that you could have come across did absolutely nothing. They played no role. So, when you go out and your intent is to hurt anyone, who fits the description of somebody who hurt you or hurt people close to you, that is a problem. It can be reasonable. It can be understandable. I can empathize with the semantics of it completely. I completely get it. Understand it's still a problem because that person who could, and in a lot of cases do end up getting up, getting hurt have absolutely nothing to do with what it is that you are initially hurt about.
1: Okay, Nate, now, now let me ask you this. Going back to the police officer scenario, if I'm if I'm talking to you right now and I say, yo, like, Nate, you know, a year ago, police, they killed my, you know, let's say, for example, and, in, in, you know, to your uh, girlfriend, my cousin, they killed my cousin. He didn't deserve it. The days after that, bro, I was pissed off. I was out, you know, and I was, you know, I just like I just mentioned before, I wish a police officer would provoke me or do some shit to piss me off. I was going to go crazy like on that police officer. You know what I'm saying? But after a few days, like I realized that I shouldn't even be feeling like that. It was wrong for me to do that. I saw help about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was wrong. Like, would you be at that moment? Would you be looking at me like, nah, bro, it's fucked up. You shouldn't even thought like that in the first place. You prejudiced. You, you, you know, I can't say racist because we talking about police officers, but like, nah, like you shouldn't even uh, like, I feel like that's what's happening to Liam. Now he literally said what he did, you know, which I, you know, which I thought, I know people are saying, you know, uh, he not brave for that. I thought it was pretty brave to even admit that in this, in this climate, he admitted what he did. He admitted he was wrong. So you saying it's wrong. So we on the same side of the argument. Everybody knows it's wrong. Even Liam Neeson knows it's wrong. That's why he even talking about it. Said he got help, you know, and now, you know, and it, it's like he told a story about how pissed off he was. It, it happened, you know, in his story, it happened to target black people. I do understand that if he would have caught a black person, then that would have been horrible and he would have done his time. Like, that would have been the case, but that's not what happened. We're going to talk about what did happen. And it was wrong. He know it's wrong. He sought the help. You know, it is what it is now. He know much better now. He's saying that. So what the fuck is the problem? Like, are we still going to be like, nope, he's canceled forever because of some shit that he felt for a few days? Like, are you for real? Like, that's that's why I just don't get it. It ain't like this nigga said, yo, I'm still, I just still can't get what black people like like, I don't know. It's just it makes no sense to me. Everybody can agree what he did was wrong. Like, that's not even up for debate. What's up for debate is how we feel about him currently. And niggas trying to cancel him now. First of all, this interview is from 2014. Niggas trying to cancel him now. For some shit that happened even before it ended. some shit that we can all feel like is reasonable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. I I can't get with it, man. It make, to me, it makes zero sense. Like, I can't even, like, anybody trying to argue that he's still a racist or that he canceled now and we can't fuck with Liam Neeson no more. Like, to me, it's just ridiculous. It makes no sense to me. So, like, I'm, like I said, to me, I don't see how you can read, I can understand how you can read the headline and be like, fuck this nigga. But if you just, if, first of all, if it's 2019 and you still just reading headlines, you already fucked. And then second of all, I don't, you know, once you read the story, read how remorseful he was and kind of the reason he's telling the story just to prove that, hey, at times we all have prejudices, especially when it's some shit that happened in your life, because you got people who are wronged by white people today who gonna forever be like, fuck white people. And you got people who maybe, you know, a black person or black people did something to them. So they just forever like fuck black people. And I mean, that's horrible. But Liam Neeson ain't even saying that he's saying for a few days he was hoping that he was going to be provoked by a black person to maybe get, you know, this revenge that he thinking that he's seeking. But he later on realized that it really ain't no true revenge. I mean, what happened happened? So, I mean, like I said, I don't get it at all. Um, You know, I hope that Liam Neeson is does not. I mean, I know he catching a flag now, you know what I'm saying? But I hope that this ain't like the end of his career or. Gonna be a huge detriment because to me it just sounds like a big misunderstanding by a lot of people, and you know a lot of people just want to be pissed off at people, like that's just what they want to do. So whatever, you know. Wale came out and like, no, nope, the nigga canceled. Like what? Like Wale? I thought you were smarter than this, but it is what it is. You know, only you know off some hypothetical shit. Well, he could have, bro. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear that shit. Liam Neeson is a, a, a good guy to me, you know, because niggas just like to talk about shit like they fucking perfect. Like people don't have flaws. Like I don't know, it's just stupid.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, Alex, before we just had this conversation, I I had never really looked
1: at it from that point of view. Well, because, I'm glad to provide that point of view to you, man. You
0: know and I mean, like, no, no bullshit. Just because when I when I read, I read the, I read the headline, I read some articles, and I also watched, you know, the portion of the recording, mm-hmm. and I guess it come. The, the the initial feeling of outrage before, you know, somebody like you expresses what you just expressed comes from kind of what I said. Like, there's a history there of people who look like him being mad about something that a woman who looks like him allegedly said about a black man. And that's not to say that. His friend was not telling the truth. It's the connotation that comes along with it, especially when you think about situations like Emmett Till. Yeah. It's like to hear a man like that say something. Now, it could have been recorded in 2014, but to hear it in 2019 after what I referenced before with the rise in racism in this country, with the rise of racism against Black people and Mexicans specifically, with the increased amount of brutal encounters with police that are usually Caucasian, it's like that shit comes across a com. It comes across different, man.
1: It I, it's like. It's like, I just want to clarify, I can understand, like, I can understand, like, everything you just said is is very true. Like, given the dynamic of it, like, it's awful. You know what I mean? Like, given the history, a white dude saying, look, I was hunting for a black dude. It's like on the outside, like, it, I mean, to me, it's 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 an awful thing. But, you know, it's like. I can't, I'm not going to look at it like that. I'm going to look at it holistically. I'm going to try to put put myself in the lens of Liam Neeson. I can't, I can't look at the lens of me being a young black person knowing the history. Liam Neeson, not even from America, this nigga from somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't even like this nigga's Irish. Like, and even in that interview, he was talking about the prejudice he, you know, experienced just being like a young Irish dude with long hair, like how he used to, you know, cause I mean, Irish people don't have the best they haven't been treated the best in America and I think just around the world in general as well, uh, in like in the past, uh, I don't know what it is currently, but you know, I get I get the optics of it. The optics are bad, you know, but you know, like I said given everything that Liam said and you know I just, I, I don't see no reason to like still like hold it over his head about the shit, you know like I ain't gonna act like i'm just not gonna act like our people like i said i just think it's the optics it's just the optics that make it look bad that's all that's all but i think it's i think it's less bad than people are making it so yeah man shout out Liam. man i'm gonna hold you down dog you i, and I can Demi. see that point of view yeah you ain't i can
0: i can definitely see that point of view uh we might have to because we're getting a little short on time we might have to cut the lorry finessing the industry out yeah and uh, we can always hit on the cis hetero male hate of course that's, that's a forever mean, that shit, narrative <laughs> <laughs> that shit is always going so y'all can look forward to this shit uh go and drop that vital information for your everyday life my brother and now, your boy may be with more vital information for your everyday life So last night was the State of the Union address by uh, your president, your commander in chief, uh, where he (laughs) where he struggled to pronounce words. Um, It was really a rally speech for his base where he spoke on things that were not completely true um, and completely neglected to mentioned the shutdown so alex i want to kind of get your point of view on how you think the state of the union address went uh how you think it will be perceived by the american people and then we can get into uh stacy abrams response
1: uh well i mean like i told you before i didn't even watch this shit Uh, so I'm not really sure what to say about the state of the union. Um, I mean, I can tell you what, you know, I heard about it. I mean, I heard that it was very, um, one-sided, like you just kind of mentioned, very appealing to his base. Um, which I, I don't know. It's just Trump. It just seemed like he really just doing, like, he's not following any blueprint of what somebody is providing to him. Like, he really just like, yo, I'm gonna do me. Uh, you know, I really only care about the people who like me to continue to like me. I ain't really trying to gain no friends. Um, and, uh, I mean, I know that you confirmed with me that he didn't even mention the shutdown, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, it's just more of a knock on, you know, his presidency, uh, while we've had shutdowns in the past, this one being over a fucking border wall is ridiculous. Um, um, and him just fronting like it's a national emergency at the border is also ridiculous when he, I think, has actually said recently on Twitter that like, you know, we're doing a great job, you know, at the border. Uh, so is it a national emergency or not, my nigga? Um, and then, I I mean, I, I saw some of the responses from the Democrats obviously didn't give one fuck. Uh, which I don't know, it's just it's just tough to kind of like our nation is so divided. I guess we are always divided due to the fact that we have Republicans and Democrats, but I just have never, I mean, it was pretty divided with Obama and maybe it's just now that I'm growing up, I just know more. It could have always been like this, but it just seems like we even more divided than ever. Uh, but I also feel like it's a lot of Republicans that's really not vibing with Trump, but it's just, you got to hold your, you got to hold your set down. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Um, But I mean, Trump is, you know, I mean he not changing. You know what I'm saying? He is what he is at this point. So, you know, for all watchers of the State of the Union, I'm sure that they just left with the conclusion that look, this is Trump, same old, same old. We gotta get the wall up. You know, I, he swear he the he the smartest nigga ever, and you know, he knows so much about everything, but it's just clear that he not and it's kind of embarrassing. But that's our president. That's your president. That's our president. <laughs> that's, that's, that's if you live president. in America, that's your president.
0: That's your president. So
1: don't don't act like he not. That's my whole point.
0: <laughs> what the nigga from the bone die say, nigga? That's your mess. I don't know that nigga. <laughs> hey,
1: that's, that's your president. My president.
0: Look at you, all on mass of nuts. <laughs> Y'all know what it is. Uh, so Stacey Abrams gave the democratic response to the state of the union where she outlined, uh, that the country is at a divide, um, that we do need to do things to bring each other closer together. Uh, one of the major points that I really think kind of hit home, regardless of party is the restoration of the democratic process. And she she made sure to to let everybody know kind of the bullshit that was going on in that election that she lost uh, in regards to voter suppression and how um, lines are being drawn to keep certain parties out of certain areas. And that takes away from the democratic process. So what I want everybody out there to really take away from this vital information for your everyday life is. Your rights and privileges only continue to be your rights and privileges when you exercise them to do what you need to do to ensure they remain in place. If you are not voting in your local election, if you are not staying up to date and aware of what's going on. You run the risk of losing the rights that you feel like you are guaranteed, but if you don't preserve them, nobody else is. Um. Which brings me to a point. Uh, I know you said you hadn't had a chance to listen to it, but Cory Booker has has thrown his hat in the race uh, to get the Democratic nod for 2020 for president. Um, and he was on the Breakfast Club. It was his first time at the Breakfast Club. I personally like uh, Cory Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Charlamagne asked him some really hard-hitting questions, and, and I suggest all of you go out and, and listen uh, we, This is not an ad for The Breakfast Club, but this is just they get he gave a lot of information. And I think he was challenged in ways that kind of demonstrate what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Charlemagne asked him if he had a specific plan for black people in America and he didn't answer it. He kind of laughed it off. And I sent Alex a couple screenshots of comments that I was saying where it was like, oh, he doesn't have an agenda for black people. I'm not voting for him. And it's like if you watch and listen to the entire interview, he tells you his plan for black people. But he has to veil it with for all people or people in certain areas or people who will be indirectly affected positively by this, that or the other one thing we as black people have to continue to remember is we do not live in a black America. We live in an America that is still controlled by predominantly white males. And the vast majority of voters in America Mm -hmm. are white females. So one thing that's going to alienate and further that separation that we already see in this country Is if you have a presidential nominee To get the Democratic nom Talking about His agenda for black people As a black man If you want to get into office If you want to get in there and be able to really enact change You cannot come out and say This is my plan for black people Because you know what that's going to do Alienate everybody Who may or may not be on board With a black plan who may or may not be on board with you specifically isolating certain portions of the American public because you want to help them individually. And that just builds a story for the right to continue to pile on and pile on. This person only cares about black people. And then they're going to pull up the statistics that say that we are less than 15% of the American population. So you're going to have a leader and a president who only cares about less than 15% of the American population. And guess what's going to happen then? He's going to fucking lose. So like we talked about when Kamala put her hat in the race, Mm -hmm. do your informed research on all of the nominees who are coming out and even I, I doubt anybody's going to run against Donald Trump in the RNC, but even if they do do your research on everybody who is throwing their hat in the ring for 2020, because the last thing that you need is to vote for somebody without knowing the facts, because that's how you get what we have in
1: office right now. I mean, I feel like you uh, put that eloquently.
0: You know, I do what I can when I can, man.
1: I you know I'm appreciate it. I have no follow-up. I am in. <laughs> I am <laughs> in complete agreement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's been a lot going
0: on with sports, man. Let, let's, let's do some sports and get on out of here. Let's do it.
1: Super Bowl. Um... I'm sorry, I just needed a moment of silence because I'm just, uh... look, man, like I've said before, I respect greatness. I respect greatness, so I have to respect Tom Brady and Bill Belichick for what they've done. This is the fucking third Super Bowl in a row that we've seen the Patriots representing the, what they playing in, The, the AFC, NFC. I don't know football shit. AFC? NFC? Patriots? Yeah. Patriots are the AFC. AFC. So they've represented the AFC three years in a row. Out of those three, they've won two. One game, they had no fucking business winning. And then, you know, this game. You know, I bet on the Rams. You know, I lost my money to you. Uh, But, I, you know, I... Sometimes I just bet because I want shit to happen, but I should have known this was gonna happen. Because, like I told you before, I always feel like experience is gonna win, and the Rams just they had the experience, bro. They coached, they had the experience, they quarterback they had the experience. Ty Gurley was clearly not himself, so um, they really just had no shot. But I have to give it up to Brady, man. Officially, the goat. I really hope he wins some more. Honestly, now I just hope he just keep winning rings until he retire. Because then I just think he'll be further solidifying his goat status. Because I mean, six is all. I mean, that's already a lot. But imagine if this nigga had like seven or eight. It's like this nigga not only gonna be the goat, but he gonna be a goat for a while. You know. I honestly think Michael Jordan fucked up by stopping at six. Like, nigga, when you a couple more, you still can hoop, you know, but now but now his GOAT status up for debate. See, for Brady, it ain't going to be up for debate. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it ain't up. And if he gets seven or eight, it ain't going to be up as well. But you know it
0: will though because niggas love niggas love to use that one stat that Jordan got is he 6 and 0 in championships. That's true. Anytime he's been in a situation where he could win a championship, he's 6 and 0.
1: But Brady, ain't nobody even going to nine Super Bowls. You know, ain't nobody even doing that shit. Let alone yeah, no
0: team, no team has gone to nine Super Bowls.
1: No team. I mean, it's wild. <laughs> I mean except the Patriots obviously. Yeah. But I mean it's it's wild, bro. So, I mean, but big I mean big shout out to Brady, man. I mean, he the fucking goat and I'm glad I'm glad that I get the, that I'm witnessing that, you know. Like it ain't like this ain't going to be no folklore like or you know how Bill 111, I don't know shit about Bill like, you know. <laughs> it's like I I I I can say, look, man, I watched Tom and I, mean, I remember the beginning. You know. Yep. So it's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, man. Shout out shout out to the team, man. Shout out to Dante. Uh, shout out to KD. Uh, shout out to uh, my boy Big Shaq. All of them got them a ring, man. Putting on for the city. Putting on for the mocks. Putting on for the jackets. Putting on for, you feel me? Everybody involved, man. Uh, Tom got him six. Niggas was ready to hate. Uh, the thing about Tom Six, though, man, and this is why I think the public will never give Tom or Bill the flowers that they deserve until somebody else starts to remotely be half as great and people can reflect after they're gone from the game. Anytime the Patriots have won since our third Super Bowl it's been an allegation of cheating. Hell, really from the first one with the tuck rule is like all six rings tend to be marred with some small or, you know, in, in some, some ways fairly large issues where people want to say that that they the refs cheated or the Patriots paid their way or they cheated their way to a, another ring and that's why they've been so dominant. And it's like, you know, the thing that everybody has to understand, professional sports, regardless of whether you feel like people have a referee on payroll or they're cheating or whatnot, professional sports have one end goal. That's to win. In every situation, in professional sports, there is nothing that a referee can do that will completely change a game. Especially in football. Basketball, it's a little bit different. You remember when it came out that that the refs in basketball were cheating because they were getting leaned on by the mob?
1: Yes, I think it was just one ref, though. (laughs)
0: Like... That's different because in basketball you can single handedly take a team out of the game. If we go back to the to the Saints Rams situation, right? That one call did not lose the Saints that game. Correct. Was it a big call? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it a wrong call? Yes. Yeah. The Rams didn't beat the Saints because of that one no call on the pass interference. The Rams beat the Saints because they made more plays than the Saints did. That's just the bottom line. If a game is not close, there's no way that a referee could cheat so that the other team wins without it being blatantly called out. There's just not a way. And if you think that everything is conspiracy, you also have to understand that people are never going to do anything that will allow the conspiracy to be revealed. Jordan doesn't have to deal with any of that type shit because everything is circumstantial with Jordan's rings. The two expansion years, the years that he took off, nobody even cares to mention the years. He didn't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, let alone the Finals. So it's like a perfect storm for him to be set atop the athletic you know, trophy stand. Mm -hmm. And I think, Tom, it comes with the flake gate, it comes with the tuck rule, it comes with uh, illegal hands to the face. Like, All of these things has marred his legacy in some way. So whether you love the Patriots, which is a very select few, or you hate the Patriots, which tends to be the majority because people only like winners if you win just enough that you satisfy them when you lose. Last year, everybody was happy because we lost. <laughs> Everybody was so happy. It, it was the time versus time. He was in rare form. We lost, niggas. It's over for the Patriots. They're done. They're done. I think you got on this podcast and said we was done. I
1: don't know if I said that, but
0: but now it's like we right back. It's like you you can't. As hard as it is for you to go to one Super Bowl, some teams ain't been to one. Imagine one player and coach duo going to nine. And what has arguably been the most competitive or the more competitive conference. It's just wild, bro.
1: It's, it's unprecedented. And uh, it's, I mean, it's like, like you just made a good point about like Jordan, how niggas don't even remember when a nigga wasn't winning shit. And I feel like that's how it's gonna be with LeBron. I mean, we we know right now what it is with LeBron. Like we remember when LeBron really wasn't winning shit, when people said he wasn't a good closer, you know, he not Kobe, he don't got the, you know, the the gene to do what he needs to do. But now it's like, oh, he the GOAT, you know what I mean? Uh but I mean a, a career a career takes time. But for for Brady, it just is it it ain't seemed like that. Like the nigga been winning from the jump. Damn near, almost, you know. And we all know that it's harder to get to a Super Bowl than it is to an NBA Finals. Um, especially like when we talk about going back to back and shit. Uh, cause it I think when niggas make it to the Super Bowl, a lot of times the next year, niggas don't even make the playoffs type shit. Like niggas will miss the playoffs, and that happens quite often. Uh so I mean it's just I mean, he, I mean, they have been with the cheating shit, you know. I ain't gonna let, I ain't gonna let Brady off the loose or off the hook with that, you know, because the flag gate is real. Fuck the bullshit. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, what Brady has done is, uh, is great, man. Um,
0: winners win, winners win. Uh, did you? How did you feel about the Super Bowl halftime?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, uh. I ain't really had no problem with it. You know, I'm i i am a fan of old Maroon 5. I was watching it with with uh, Sean. Sean, I'm like, Sean, I know you. I was like, you don't know nothing about this. He was like, I really don't. I'm like, nigga, you don't remember these songs? Like, you don't remember, you know, She Will Be Loved? He was like, no. I was like, what the fuck?
0: Like, that was. Nigga, I was turned up.
1: Like, I had that shit. Like, I remember I had that shit on, a, like, a burnt CD of all my favorite shit back whenever the hell that came out. I'm like, oh, that yeah. shit was hard, bro. So I didn't really have no problem. It was a good refresher. You know, Travis Scott came out, did his thing. You know, not much. um, Big boy, you know, I like the way she moved. <laughs> so hey, say,
0: boy, didn't didn't goddamn Sleepy Brown look good? Hey, he had Sleepy out there. He sounded good, too, to me. So, I was <laughs> so like, Damn. boys, I said, boy, Sleepy ain't aged a bit. He been taking his vitamins.
1: He hey, he been waiting on that moment forever. He like I know yeah, I'm gonna get been, to perform this shit again.
0: <laughs> he been waiting on niggas to be like, look, look, we need you to come on <laughs> now. Sleep. We're doing we're doing our classic. Yeah, man, we gonna we gonna go on here one time. I don't know why people were expecting Andre three thousand to come out.
1: Uh, no, no, he he ain't, he ain't <laughs> doing finna do no surprise shit. You know what I'm saying? If he said he ain't gonna do it, that nigga ain't gonna do it. Especially when it comes to some outcast shit. You know he's done with outcast. He don't even wanna he don't even want to listen to this shit no more. <laughs> <a> nigga. <laughs> he, he's done.
0: He's done. That's all I can say. Yeah, he's man. Done. So uh, but yeah, man, I, I fucked with the Super Bowl. A lot of people saying they didn't like it uh because it was not the scoring bonanza that everybody expected it to be. I think it was exciting because you knew. Well, me as a true sports fan, I knew at any point if somebody made a play, it was going to change the entire game. Correct. And it's like when you have somebody as automatic as the Patriots kicker miss a field goal, you like, bro, there's no way this game continues and that doesn't come back to bite us in the ass. And then you come out the half and Ty Gurley, I think he busted out for like a 10 12 yard game and it's like oh shit Ty finna get in his bag psych (laughs) Gotcha (laughs) got him yeah put
1: CJ back in this nigga ain't doing (laughs) shit (laughs) so
0: man it, it 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 I was I was glued to my seat in anxiety but it was not it was not an exciting Super Bowl that it was not
1: I mean, the only thing that I wanted, and this will be the last thing, the only thing that I wanted from the Super Bowl was it to not be a blowout. And it was not a blowout, and that's really all I could ask. Because like you said, every play is meaningful. I just hate when it get to a point where it's a blowout and then, like, you know, it's not even worth watching no more. But it was worth watching to the end of the game to me. So I enjoyed it. Just really trying to see, like, is Jared Goff going to figure it out? Like, are they going to get something (laughs) clicking, you know? Because the passer did everything they wanted, just couldn't close the deal as far as scoring. Yeah, it was a good game to me, though.
0: Yeah, man. So, did you ever did you get to listen to the T Mac and Kobe Bryant conversation? I I seen like just a couple clips,
1: but I have to watch that. Like, I yeah, you gotta watch it because I love T Mac, bro.
0: So he and Kobe were basically saying that. They like what everybody's doing right now because uh, a picture of them when they were 18 and 19 was held up and was like, what would you tell these two now if you could go back and talk to them? They was like, figure out a way to play with each other. He said that would have been the best thing that either one of them could have done was figure out a way to play with each other because Kobe said, T-Mac could do everything that I could do as good if not better and he was taller than me mm-hmm.
1: i mean for real though t-mac was that raw like that nigga <laughs> he was, was like the truth he was like if you think about
0: it the hardest person he said i'll tell anybody the hardest person i've ever had to guard was t-mac because he could do everything that i could do if not better and he was taller than i was and I had no idea how how close they were. He said they they worked out together. So this whole narrative of these new niggas and LeBron and you know, them being nice with each other and shit, everybody want to be friends and shit. That shit ain't just start. He said every summer, him and T Mac worked out together. That's how they stayed good. Mm-hmm. They 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 would spend the summer together working out, getting better. And like, it it, it, it kind of made me think about the fact of Kobe was like, when a team decides that they want to move a player because it makes the right business sense or it's their path toward the future, nobody has a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But when a player takes their own future into their hands, everyone has an issue with it. And he said, that's what I have an issue with. And then she kind of cut him off because he was getting ready to go in on the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, I think the more that these older players start to realize the situation that these younger players are in, it's like no longer do I have to sit in a small market that other players don't want to come play in and I got to bust my ass, literally tear my body down for three or five years, barely make the playoffs, get kicked out every single season just so y'all can say I'm one of the top 15 players in the league. Like, what? What? what is my goal? What is my real goal? And you know, like it or not, it's something that the fans are going to have to just accept. Like, I've, I've even had to accept it myself. Like, you have to get to the point where you accept Teams are no longer in control. The players are in control, and I think if the NBA tells their owners, "Look, you have to embrace the fact that the players are in control," because they're going they're going to do their own thing, whether you want them to or not. It's just like now, AD is not going to play again based upon what the Pelicans have reported until after the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. He may not play. He may not touch the floor again this year. Because he's already voiced the fact that he don't wanna be there. Yeah. So so think about that shit. It's like as a as a business owner, you have to do what's in the best interest of your team. If I'm the Pelicans, once A D came out and said, Look, I'm gonna do this, you need to start figuring out what can you make happen. Because you're gonna sacrifice this year either way. So yeah, it may be worth it to wait to the draft. But what happens if you don't get any trades that that tickle your fancy or that you're interested in AD doesn't play this year. Let's say he opts to not play at all next year. Mm-hmm. He enters free agency that following summer. And now you lose him for nothing because it's crazy as that sounds. He could easily do it. Just like what Kyrie was saying in Cleveland. Like it's much shit to be wrong with Anthony Davis. All it takes is for him to voluntarily do, uh, a protective surgery mm-hmm. done, just like John Wall. John Wall just signed that big ass contract. Nigga ruptured his Achilles at the crib. At the
1: crib, getting some orange This juice. nigga is bring. Bro, oh, made that up.
0: This nigga <laughs> is gonna be bringing in thirty one mil next year. Chilling, chilling, <laughs> chilling. Thirty one mil guaranteed. Thirty one mil, and he not gonna touch the court. So it's like This is no longer a league Where the teams are in control And I think The the sooner that the teams Understand that They'll be able to make More informed decisions Like if this wasn't If the league still wasn't built And trying to operate off Of the old set of rules You wouldn't have situations Where teams feel like They get fucked True Like it's like look Be honest with me Look if y'all can't get No talent here If y'all can't put the, The people around me That I need I'm not gonna be here and that just puts fire under your GM to be like, look, can I get the players that they need, or am I just gonna have to figure it out? And everybody's like, well, that's gonna that's gonna put the small market teams in a terrible situation. It's not because honestly, small market teams stand to bring more talent there because it, it ain't. But what twenty five superstars in the NBA?
1: Uh I mean I think that's kind of a stretch in in terms of superstars. But you know that's semantics.
0: Yeah. Well you stars. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, just def- go. There. Yeah, definitely stars. Elite Alpha Elite players in the in the, in the NBA is not but twenty five twenty them right? Correct. You got twenty nine teams. So everybody is not gonna have enough money to pay everybody (laughs) they just not this situation works out better for small market teams because they can figure things out a little bit better like look at okc paul george had the opportunity to either stay in okc after that trial was over with he could have left no skin off his back we would have just lost out on some shit. He could have went to L.A., his hometown, been in front of the lights. Showtime, niggas knew LeBron was coming. It could have been lit. But he was like, no. Because they were able to foster something there that he felt like he could believe in. And I mean, right now, it's showing like it's paying off. Yeah, Portland. Portland has been one piece away for the last three years, it feel like. But in my opinion their management had have, have not done what they're supposed to do. Philly same situation. Like
1: but they on the come up though.
0: They they on the come up but it took them a while because they had to build their shit.
1: Hey, it's trust like Trust the process, bro.
0: I don't understand why people be so concerned about small market teams when the Knicks been trash since Latrell Sprewell left.
1: Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> mean being garbage. Well, like, I mean, you know, they been, they had a little run with Melo, where they, they were more respectable. They were respectable. Yeah, but they ain't been, you know, like nowhere but near championship. But that's not saying
0: much for the largest market in the NBA. It goes the Knicks, Lakers, Celtics. And now you may even have like Golden State there. But Golden State is a prime example of a small market team (laughs) who have turned themselves into a juggernaut in the league.
1: Just got to get the right players, man.
0: You get the right players and you can turn anything up. Like OKC is a small market because where they're located. If OKC won all the way out there in Oklahoma City, nigga, (laughs) nigga, that would be something completely different.
1: Yeah, I mean, the small market team argument is just, it's it's not a good argument. I mean, some players, you know, do get enamored by, obviously, the city that they go into. But, I mean, in this day and age, you could build your brand anywhere. So, it it don't matter, you know. Like, Russell Westbrook has a huge brand, no matter where he played. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. Teams... I mean, you made you made the perfect example. Just talking about the Warriors, I mean, from the bottom to the top, strictly through drafting, and a few like a few good moves. I mean, obviously they got KD, which was through free agency, but they went they went seventy three and nine without KD. So, well, man, is there anything else? Um, that's it for
0: me, bro. Great episode, bro. Um you made some really great points. Made me think about some shit that I it, it, you know. Usually we get on here shoot the shit. We may disagree a little bit, but you really made me think this episode, man. So shout out to, <laughs> to Uncle Tom ass AC, man.
1: Hey man, that's what I'm here to do, man. You know, just time <laughs> just time it out, and maybe i will be, you know, sometimes with me. You know. Yeah, man. Just have a whole time family uh,
0: nigga what? <laughs> nigga what? So, uh, as always, man, thank y'all for listening, man. Continue to support, like, subscribe, retweet, comment, give us, uh, you know, give us updates. Shoot us an email, man. If you are interested in being a guest on after five, shoot us an email to after five PC at gmail.com, man, we're looking to do a guest a month this year, 2019, Uh, Get to hear your point of view You get to chat with us for a little bit man So yeah hit up hit up the Email account bro we'll be in contact With you about setting it up And man we look forward to talking And hearing from you out man
1: Uh,
0: AC you got anything this week
1: Uh, No I I don't man Uh, But I share all the same sentiment as you Uh, Continue to listen Like subscribe rate All that Uh, You know continue to send feedback Send topic ideas And, uh, you know, if any, if like you just mentioned, as far as the guest suggestions, uh, we're definitely open to that. And, um, you know, I look forward to hearing from some of our listeners, man.
0: All right, man, we're going to holler at y'all next week. Peace.
1: If you say peace one more time, man, I'm going to smack you. Holler. Peace.